The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I am going, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Which of the two did the will of his father? Was the question that Jesus asked after posing that question today. Doing the will of God. This is something which is fundamental in our spiritual lives. There is a story told about Mother Teresa of Calcutta, St. Teresa now, and uh, when a reporter uh, saw her picking up one dying person on the streets of Calcutta, pointed out that there were thousands and thousands of people who were dying on the streets of Calcutta, and what difference would it make? And uh, asking, doesn't it bother you that you're not more successful? And Mother Teresa answered, God didn't call me to be successful, but he called me to be faithful. It reminds me of another story I heard about Mother Teresa as well. And similarly, a reporter asking her a question, seeing her picking up a dying person who was filled with open wounds and was stinking quite badly. And the reporter said to Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, I wouldn't do what you do for a million dollars. And she answered, neither would I. Great answer. We realize that Mother Teresa obviously wasn't doing this for money. She was doing it because she recognized the person of Jesus in the poor and the suffering. So again, doing the will of God is fundamental in our spiritual life. As Mother Teresa said, God didn't call me to be successful. God calls me to be faithful. When we pray the great prayer that Jesus taught us, the Our Father, we pray, Thy will be done. But I wonder sometimes how often do we, myself included, sometimes just gloss over that and not really think what it is we're saying. Quite often we like to think, God, will you do my will, please? But the prayer is, Thy will be done. So do we really mean it when we pray, Thy will be done? A kind of a progression in in prayer is going from asking God to bless our project, to bless our plans, to bless our designs, to asking what it is God wants us to do. What are the plans that God has for us, and how can we uh, carry those out? So how do we know what the will of God is? We think of the two greatest commandments when Jesus asked what those are, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself. We think of the Ten Commandments as well. Those are pretty clear indications of God's will, and sometimes we can treat them these days as if they were the Ten Suggestions, but they're actually the Ten Commandments. And and, uh, we see that Jesus affirms the validity of these Ten Commandments when he's asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life by the rich young man who comes up to him? And he goes on and and goes over those Ten Commandments again. So we have this this, uh, way, this privileged way of knowing uh, something of God's will through Scripture, through church teachings, and uh, our catechism is a nice, concise summary of church teaching. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's a great uh, way to look up if you're not sure what the church says on a certain uh, topic. And it's uh, well indexed to scripture too. It'll show you where these teachings come from as well. We also have the model of Jesus' prayer uh, in uh, doing the will of the Father. If you recall Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's, he's uh, suffering his agony right before his passion. And he prays, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. But not my will, but yours be done. 
So we see Jesus in his humanity was not looking forward to this horrible suffering that he was going to undergo and be put to death on a cross, but he was surrendering his will to that uh, of his father. So you have that model of Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. We also have a model in the Blessed Virgin Mary, who at the end of the uh, Annunciation, as Gabriel announces uh, God's plan, says, I am the servant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your will. So we have Mary's again surrendering her will, wanting God's will to be done in her life. There's a great importance in prayer in discerning God's will, uh, and we should ask to know what God's will, and we should also try and listen uh, to what God is saying, again, through those means of scripture and through church teaching, but also God can speak to us in our hearts, God can speak to us in our minds. Uh, sometimes when I make a prayer, I kind of instantly have a thought comes to mind, which, which sometimes I recognize as God answering me uh, right away. So there's many ways that we can uh, discern uh, God's will. There's a famous quote by Thomas Merton about uh, following God's will, and I'll share that with you now. Thomas Burton writes, My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you, and I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I, may know, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore will I trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. So again, this beautiful uh, prayer by Thomas Merton, uh, recognizing that we don't always know clearly or as clearly as we like God's will, but that desire to do God's will and trying to follow that is itself pleasing to God. And he kind of ties that in with uh, sounding familiar with Psalm 23 uh, at the end of that uh, passage from the Lord is my shepherd. There's another beautiful prayer uh, attributed to uh, St. Oscar Romero, which I've just discovered as I was trying to find that prayer online, uh, that it may not actually have been said by him, but it's been uh, said to be said by him. And it goes as follows, and it's talking about, a bit about the will of God, but about uh, the kingdom of God and our role in that and building up the kingdom. So possibly Oscar Romero wrote the following. It helps now and then to step back and take the long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it's even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is another way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water the seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces effects far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. As we continue now with the celebration of the Eucharist, let us pray that we may always strive to know and to do God's will in our lives, making our own the prayer of Jesus in the garden, not my will, but yours be done.